What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another show. Welcome to episode 214. In today's show, I'm talking about the most overrated forms of exercise, kind of getting controversial here on the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, but going over a a few different kinds of exercise, some different training styles that I'm not that big a fan of as far as how they're marketed. And I I, I do kind of want to say that there is a time and a place for pretty much every kind of training. I do believe, uh, I think that 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 you can make a nice hybrid varied training program to create a balanced person in your fitness in your fitness life and it's possible and it does involve a lot of different styles of training uh, if you want a sample of a program like this just go to triplefpodcast.com slash hybrid it's free it's three months long and you can repeat it as many times as you want to but it is a good program to get you started to become a better more in shape human and get you get you all the different aspects of fitness and not become just single single minded and single single strength in your fitness journeys uh, go check that out that's triplefpodcast.com slash hybrid it's full of training styles I like but in today's show I'm talking about training styles I don't necessarily like so let's get down to today's episode and I'll see you there Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Workout Wednesday. Howdy, listeners. How's it going? I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to episode 214 of the show. And today's show is a Workout Wednesday, as you heard from the little snippet of audio that I played. Um, Today's show, I'm talking about different types of exercise. So I just finished this whole series on different training modalities, this whole series on different ways to train, and then the culmination of those was how to combine them into a hybrid training program. I laid out the template for you in that episode, and then also uh, linked to you the free program, triplefpodcast.com slash hybrid. It's still there, uh, the, th- the free three-month training program that is to create a hybrid balanced athlete, not just a person. Uh, that's what I've been talking about. So I kind of want to switch gears and and stop just praising everything, right? And stop talking about the good and all these different exercises. I think it's always good to focus on the good, of course, but it is good to also cut through some of the nonsense that's in fitness. And a lot of that nonsense revolves around how different types of exercise and training are marketed and how popular that they are. So I came up with a few things. I came up with three very popular styles of training, very popular, very popular um, 
training modalities you could really say they are and i i tell you why i'm not a fan of them i think they're overrated but i don't just do that instead i give you a a way you can improve them a way that will be a better version of this style of training so if it's if it's something i don't like if i think it's overrated i'll give you a correction so if you do the type of exercise i'm not just bashing you i'm helping you right i'm actually trying to correct you and put you on a course for better success in your fitness journey thanks for joining me for another show and i'll dive right in to the first training type and that is going to be long distance medium intensity cardio something that's incredibly popular in the fitness community but really should not be by long distance medium intensity what i'm basically referring to is something like jogging all right now i'm not against cardio i'm not against doing cardio for fat loss for heart health for getting in shape in fact i think it's great however uh, you do you do need to be aware that in general, as exercise, just jogging is not that great of an exercise for a couple of reasons. Number one is that you your your body adapts very very quickly, right? If you've ever ran a race, you kind of know how fast you can get your body in shape for running. As long as you aren't very overweight, as long as you are in decent shape, you can boost your conditioning up and you can adapt to that running really, really quickly, which is why you see a lot of runners actually hold on to quite a bit of fat because their body gets very efficient very quickly at that activity and you end up not being able to burn fat from it in the simplest terms possible. So you'll adapt quickly to it. So actually as a training stimulus, it's not really that great. Now, if you've never ran before, if you don't really run, running will kick your butt. And I totally think you should throw it in once in a while. However, you're not going to get in great shape just by running because you're missing so many things in a training program, right? You're missing the strength training. You're missing creating a balanced body. You are missing the intensity variations. You're missing the, the volume the volume uh, changes that can happen in a training program and instead your body's just going to adapt to that training and you're really not going to make many changes at all. Uh, the second reason in, and it's really the bigger one, is the risk of injury. Just jogging day in, day out, and I'm talking on the extreme long duration, right? So so f- probably five, five plus miles for more than a few days a week. If you're running this much, uh, then you are giving your body a beat down. So many steps, so many, so many jolts, as I like to call them, hitting on your knees, your back, and your other areas. So, not great for your injury health. Not great for for trying to keep your joints and your muscles really healthy. That being said, I don't just want to bash running because I actually think it's pretty cool when people take up something like running, and I'm all for it. If you enjoy it, you do it, and that's really how you can see if you should be running or not. Do you enjoy running? If yes, go ahead and run. Are you training for an event that involves running? Then by all means, you need to run, right? If you're training for a race, a marathon, a 5K, a 10K, a sport that involves running, you need to practice that. But think of running as a skill or as something you enjoy, not a means to get into killer shape. 
that's, I think, where a lot of people go wrong is they maybe have on a few extra pounds and they just throw in running, not knowing what they're going to put their body through and not knowing how quickly their body will adapt. When in reality, there's a lot more efficient ways of training. Yes, you can get in decent shape running. Yes, you can train for certain things by running, but it's not a very efficient use of your time and it's not a very efficient use of your energy. What I like better than medium intensity, long duration cardio, which means jogging for a long amount of time, uh, would be the extremes, right? Very, very low intensity, long duration. So something like walking or a very easy bike ride or rowing for a long time or, or anything like that, that will be low intensity. Um, and then also I like the high intensity stuff as well. So sprints, hill sprints, jump rope, hard intervals, uh, these different things that you can use to really work up a sweat to work your to work your heart, get your heart up beating quick. That's because that's just a way more efficient use of your time. So I think the really low duration stuff takes care of a lot of the getting in shape aspects and solves the problem of, of pounding the joints. And then the high intensity stuff solves the problem of the time efficiency and the problem that it has with your body adapting to it and it not really being that effective overall. So that's number one that I'm not a big fan of. I think it's overrated, but once again, want to state I'm not bashing it. If you like it, run. And if you if you need to run for something you're training for, don't skip it just because I said it. It is necessary. It is a skill to learn. Exercise type number two that I'm not a big fan of is high rep bodyweight exercises. And this is something that does have its place, yes. I mean, you know, places like the military and places, um, I mean, PE class. I'm just trying to think of times that you would potentially do a ton of a bodyweight exercise. How many times in life are you going to have to pull yourself up or push yourself up off the ground a hundred times, right? It's not that often. Instead, you are you are way more likely to need to pull a lot of weight or push a lot of weight, which is why I think strength is king. Uh, high rep bodyweight exercises are really popular, right? People ask you, how many push-ups can you do? How many pull-ups can you do? Or you'll ask, how can I do more push-ups or more pull-ups? If you can do over, let's say, 25 push-ups and 10, 12 pull-ups, why are you asking the question on wanting to do more reps, right? It does, it, it does, as a matter of fact, turn eventually into an endurance exercise. That's not saying it's bad exercise. That's just saying that you aren't really getting the response from it that you think you are, right? A lot of times people will think they can build a ton of muscle just by doing 100 push-ups every night or something like that. I've seen that a lot, and the same goes with other bodyweight exercises as well. Adding reps basically will change the exercise over to an endurance exercise eventually. And, hey, it's cool that you can drop down and do a couple hundred push-ups, but you you took a long time getting there because you had to do so many reps, right? Once again, it's the efficiency. I've seen multiple times that just adding weight to these exercises, making weighted push-ups, weighted pull-ups, weighted squats will really skyrocket how many you can do with just your body weight, which proves that it's basically an endurance movement if you're doing multiple of them. So increasing your strength will increase your endurance. You see that in bodyweight exercises for sure. So I'm not a big fan of of pushing the reps higher and higher on bodyweight exercise. I think that if everyone that 
everywhere that requires high rep bodyweight exercise, required something more that tested strength levels in these exercises, they would be way better off or even relative strength. So doing pull-ups relative to your body weight, uh, you know, being able to weigh more and still have the same amount of strength, basically. Um, so that is my second type of exercise that I'm not a big fan of. I, it's, it's common. And once again, you can kind of see how it's just not a very time efficient, time efficient thing and not really something that you should focus on. Not really something that elicits the best benefit, the best bang for your buck, right? If you're going to have a bang for your buck exercise, it's not going to be medium intensity, long duration cardio. It's not going to be doing tons and tons of pull-ups and push-ups and squats and planks and bodyweight exercises. And that being said, once again, there's a time and place for doing higher reps, right? There's some requirements where you need to do them. Sometimes you want to challenge yourself and build that skill so you have that bragging right, right? That you can do this many push-ups or pull-ups. Sometimes you don't have access to weights and you don't have access to equipment to weight yourself down with these exercises. So it actually ends up better off for you to weight for you, excuse me, for you not to weight the movement, for you just to do more reps of the movement. So if you don't have any, any way, if you're in a motel room, right, and you have maybe just the floor in your motel room to work out on, you can't necessarily add weight to your push-ups. So you just got to do more of them, right? Make them more challenging is a possibility, but you do have some point where adding reps is the most easiest form of progressive overload in a lot of cases, which is why it's so popular. Uh, that's my second type that I think is overrated that I'm not a big fan of. The third is kind of a controversial one, and I definitely have times where I would use the style of training, times where I never would, and that's circuit training. That is my third type of exercise I think is overrated that I'm not a big fan of. It's circuit training, and circuit training strictly in the sense that it's used for fat loss and it's used um, in the wrong way. So a lot of times people will use circuit training uh, to burn calories. They'll use circuit training to get a crazy workout, to run themselves into the ground. And I'm not a big fan of that training. I think it's overrated and it's not efficient. Once again, I think you should keep your movements separate for a vast majority of the time. And what I mean by that is when you're focusing on strength, focus on strength. And then at a different time of your workout, focus on your conditioning. Don't try to blend them with stuff like circuits where you're doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back exercises over and over again. And don't use circuits like how most people use circuits. Don't be the guy that does every weight machine in the gym as a circuit. So, you know, you do the bicep machine, the tricep, the chest fly, the the ab crunch, you do the leg curl, the leg extension, move over to the chest press, the rear delt fly, the lateral raise. Don't do that. Instead, focus on a good, well-programmed strength workout. And after that strength workout, focus on your conditioning. For your conditioning, if you like circuit training, you can use circuit training because I think it's actually a good form of conditioning. Things like barbell complexes are amazing for conditioning. Things like body weight circuits are great for conditioning if you don't have very much space. Pairing five, six, seven exercises together of either barbell, dumbbell, kettlebell, or body weight movements is a great way to get in great shape. However, that should be separate from your strength work. It should be something totally different that you're focused on. This isn't really the form of exercise. It's more so how people use it and how people think it's working, right? People think that the circuit is just a time-effective way of getting both strength and conditioning in 
and they're not realizing that these are two separate goals and need to be treated as such. You can't maximize your strength. You can't maximize your conditioning if you are trying to do both at the same time. Okay, So there's different ways you can throw it in. There's different ways you can keep your tempo up. Things like giant sets, for example, might be classified as circuit, and I'm a big fan of giant sets. So this is doing something like a movement followed by your main movement followed by a small movement, and then you rest. So maybe for a bench press, it would look like a barbell row followed by a bench press followed by a side plank, and then you rest. I like doing these giant sets because you're able to squeeze in more work, get a lot of movements in and maximize your time, and you're really pushing the pace of your workout, getting yourself in good shape. That's different than circuit training where you just kind of mindlessly throw together a lot of different movements just to run yourself into the ground. I think a lot of people see a successful workout as laying on the ground in a puddle of sweat and there's various various forms of exercise that can be blamed for that. But I think that a lot of times people want to be punished and they want to die in their workout, right? When in reality, that should be a very small portion of your workout that gets you feeling that way. You should push yourself to that level. You shouldn't ignore that, but you shouldn't have your whole workout do that to you. If you are, you're not gaining strength probably, and you're not really getting any benefit from those resistance training movements. You need to train smart. You need to train hard. You need to get better, get stronger, overload progressively, and then focus on conditioning at a later time. Uh, That's my third type of exercise that I'm not a big fan of that I think is overrated, circuit training. Workout Wednesday. Thank you for joining me today for this episode. I do want to quickly note that all these types of exercise have their place, right? These aren't dangerous. These aren't stupid. These aren't bad. These are just things that people do so much so often and a lot of times types of exercise that people dive into as their first form of exercise when they'd be way better off focusing on other things right the positive things people should focus on is just low intensity exercise getting more active playing a sport walking around that's great smart strength programming will do wonders for most people right that's a huge one so program your strength training smart work to get better progressively and get stronger over time. You can do that low intensity and the strength and you'll have amazing results just with that. Maybe even I would throw mobility on there. That mobility is highly underrated on a difference that can make in your life. If you become more mobile, more flexible, and more just in better ranges of motion, less pain, you're going to have a way better quality of life, which is really what the point of all this is, right? To improve your quality of life, not not make it worse. So those are my types that I think are overrated. That's my thought for today, for today's Workout Wednesday. Thank you for joining me for episode 214. If you want to go see how I structure my training programs, how maybe I use things like circuit training, bodyweight exercise, and weight training together, but not in a sense where it's it's not an intelligent way to train, go to triplefpodcast.com slash hybrid. That's the word triple, the letter F, the word podcast.com slash the word hybrid. I'll link that in the full description of the podcast in the show notes for you. Thanks for joining me for another show and I'll see you guys on Friday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.